you're listening to Maybe You're Like Me, the transparent musings of a God girl chasing after her purpose. Maybe You're Like Me is a podcast for dreamers and doers who take life's lessons and level up to look more like Christ. We'll connect through super relatable stories, growing pains, and aha moments that most of us share, just not always out loud. I'm your host, Alicia Watson, creative entrepreneur, playwright, author, wife, mother, daughter of the king, and so much more. And I can't help but to think that maybe you're like me. Hey, beautiful people. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Maybe You're Like Me with Alicia Watson. That's me, Alicia Watson. And I've been getting my Martha Stewart on lately. I've been refreshing my home and working to make it feel more like a home, one that reflects who we are today and not who we were when I first decorated it when we moved in over a decade ago. I did the kids' rooms while I was pregnant. I was thinking about that the other day. And so all of my little art projects and everything that's on the wall are at least 10 years old. And that's crazy to me. So updating the house to reflect our personality has been really cool. It's been cool to see the personality of the house evolve and change like we've evolved and changed during our various seasons of life. There are so many areas where I've gained wisdom spiritually and practically and being intentional about creating a particular environment in my home has been one of the biggest teachers. So I want to share something that was revealed to me in today's episode. So maybe you're like me and you know that the right thing in the wrong season is still the wrong thing. For the longest time, I would say that I had a brown thumb. It used to be that when a plant entered my home, it might as well just count as days. Like my house was a very dangerous neighborhood for plants. The only thing I could keep alive was an aloe plant. And even that was a struggle. But with the way that our allergies are set up around my house, I thought getting more plants would help to naturally clean the air and to bring in some beauty and some life into our living spaces. So with that in mind, I went ahead and tried again and I became a plant mom. So my entry level way to do this was that I bought super cheap, very small plants from the grocery store just to start my journey. I didn't want to make a huge investment and I didn't want to be emotionally invested in it either. So if they died, I wouldn't feel so bad. I did a wee bit of research. I talked to my plants. I named them and nurtured them like the people told me to do. And I'm really happy with the results. Y'all, I'm really pressed about my plant names. Can I share my plant names? Okay, so when we get a new plant baby, my kids and I, we name it together. So I have a fiddly fig that we call Fitty Scent. Mm, I know, corny. Okay, so my aloe is Nurse Alley because we use aloe for its healing power and it helps us with all of our cuts and our scrapes and our burns. I have a ZZ plant that I got as a gift from an event with Dwell Tea Company a few years ago. And that is thriving. So we call him ZZ Top. But because it was thriving, I split it up. And so the one in a new pot is called Alpha because, you know, Z and then we go to A, Alpha. And when I split it again, the next one's going to be Beta. And then I'm just going to give away the rest because I don't need so many ZZ plants. We have a cute little olive tree. Yes, an olive tree because like I'm all spiritual, but it's really, really cute. That one's called Ali Watson eating ya because we're going to eat the olives when they grow. Don't hate me, please. Don't judge me. It's a working name, please. Okay. But I also have this money tree and it's called money tree. Again, don't judge. I don't know why we didn't try harder. Money tree is one that we love. It looks like a marijuana tree. My mother-in-law actually, (laughs) she actually questioned us on it, but it's not. It's a money tree. And I replanted it in a huge pot and put it outside during the summer last year. And it basically exploded with growth. So I attributed that to the sunshine and the rain because all of my plant babies were thriving when they were outside and it was a beautiful thing. We had this lush little jungle when we brought everything back in last fall. 
But something happened this year that I thought was a valuable reminder for me and that I want to talk about today. This year in the late spring, my husband put the plants outside because the gnat larvae I hatched, I guess they burrow into the soil, but all of a sudden we had this infestation and he could not take it. And I couldn't take it either. Gnats are just totally disrespectful. But me being a novice, we decided that it was fine for him to put all the plants outside. Because in my mind, in my experience from, you know, the last summer, the outside was just better for plants anyways. Like I was ready for my plants to get huge and just really, really thrive. So imagine my surprise when after about a week on our deck, the leaves of my beautiful plants that I had just like hard fought for and really changed my identity around were turning brown and spotted. I panic and I brought them all back inside. Nats or not, because what? We're not going to lose our plants. These are our babies. And I turned to Google to find out what went wrong. It was root rot. According to Pennington.com, here's what happened. When the soil is soggy, fungal spores multiply and the fungus starts to spread, developing in the extremities of the roots first. And then as the fungus advances, the healthy portions of the roots turn brown and mushy and the roots die. And the plant is unable to absorb nutrients it needs. And that deficiency becomes apparent in the condition of the foliage, (laughs) the leaves. Those leaves begin to wilt and they turn yellow and they fall off. The growth slows, the blooming may be delayed. In the most extreme cases, when conditions are ideal for the fungus to spread quickly, the plants can die within 10 days. (sighs) That's what happened. It was a very rainy week that week. But in my mind, water was supposed to be good for the plants. While that might have been okay for the summer months when it was warmer, this cool and rainy weather during the spring with a lack of drainage, because I didn't drill holes in my pots like I didn't know to do, It meant that the water would just sit in the soil and create these conditions that actually harmed the plants more than it helped them. The water was the right thing, but the timing was wrong. The plants definitely needed water to grow and to flourish, but the conditions outside needed to be right in order to sustain that growth. It was the wrong season to put my plants outside. Sometimes we take on too much before we're ready. We go too hard in the gym after not working out for a year, and then we get injured. We start a diet before we actually healed mentally, and then we feel like a failure when our willpower fails and we fall short. We come on too strong to the perfect person after a string of failed relationships, and then the person's all scared away, and here we are lonely again. It's like someone wins a lottery jackpot, but then ends up broke the next year because these winners don't have the financial wisdom, education, or discipline to even handle that amount of money. Like The right thing at the wrong time is really the wrong thing. Sometimes we rush to solve problems that we have without considering all of the options that we have. We jump to seemingly greener pastures and better situations thinking that they'll fix it. But the way that we're planted, even too much of a good thing can cause damage to our foundation, much like it did with my plants. What worked for someone else might not work for us. What worked in one season might not work in this one. So how do we avoid making premature decisions that can harm us? Well, the first thing to do is to stay connected with God, invite him into your decision-making, and then yield to his timing for your life. Secondly, slow down and sit in the discomfort. Don't make hasty decisions when you're emotional or you're trying to feel better quickly. Thirdly, seek wise counsel. Like had I asked other plant parents about my problem, I would have known not to put my plants outside. And that leads me to researching, evaluate all the options and prepare with hope and faith. Do your research, make an informed decision based on facts, not hastily, but based on facts. Even if you feel like you know the answer, double check. Because if the conditions aren't exactly the same as the last time where you got the answers that you think that you know, you might cause more harm than good. 
there are other things that would have been helpful to kill the Nets. If we had just taken the time to do our research and acts around, we would have known about them. Instead, we moved hastily and with good intentions, but we created a new problem for the plants. Eventually, I was able to treat the plants and help them to heal, and they are thriving again, thankfully. But as we grow and evolve and as things change all around us, I want to encourage you to tap into God and to discern what's the next best move for the season that you are in right now, because the right thing in the wrong season is still the wrong thing. Well, that's all I have for you today. Thank you for joining me for another episode. If you're like me, I would love to hear from you. Connect with me on Instagram at the Alicia Watson. If you know someone who's like us, please share this episode with them and please subscribe, rate and review wherever you listen to find podcasts. I hope you have a beautiful week. Thanks again. Okay. Bye.